So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. Everybody, God bless you. Welcome today to More Than Conquerors program, Terry Mize Ministries. Have we got a show for you? <laughs> I just feel excited about what we we have been teaching and what we've been talking about behind the scenes, and then what we're going to share with you again today. Because I think we've come upon, darling, a, a a concept here of how to help folks in their understanding of how to walk in the natural realm and then walk over in the realm of the spirit, you know. And we've been talking about here out of Acts chapter 1, and uh, in, in the question that the disciples asked Jesus is, uh, Lord, is this the time you're going to set your kingdom up? Is everything going to get better? And how, how are we, we're all going to be in charge, and it's going to be wonderful, and Jesus is going to be Lord, and, and we're going to kick the Romans out, and it's all going to yeah, be great. Blue, the grass green, birds are Yeah, it's going to be great. Lord, is this the time? Is this the season? And Jesus just calmly says, it's not for you to know the None seasons or the times. And he said, I don't know when the kingdom's going to be set up. Not, only my father knows that. He said, but your job is to go to Jerusalem and get filled with the Holy Spirit. This is after the resurrection. Mm -hmm. Get filled with the Holy Spirit and then go out into all the world and preach this gospel that I've spent the last three and a half years with you to show you how to do. And so... With that, he's saying, I don't know the time. I, it's not for you to know the time or the seasons. I don't know how we're going to do it. And uh, I told you a little bit of the background, how I had, I had, well, I was so frustrated that morning and God had, had it just, I had just decided I'm going to go to the Lord. I'm going to find out what to do. And I didn't know where to even go in my Bible to find it. And the Lord showed me here in Acts chapter one, that if I'll be full of the Holy Ghost, then I'll know how to function in the seasons and the times or the natural realm. So we can't let, and I began to share with the church, I can't let clocks, calendars, or decimal points, or personalities, or anybody else affect the fact that I need to be full of the Holy Ghost. And that is the natural realm. Thank God we have people in the body of Christ that are so gifted, and they know how to function with schedules. I look at just television alone, people that are floor managers that know how to tell you what to say, what to do. They run the cameras. They know how to time things out. People that design calendars, people that know how to handle um, dynamics of clocks and the things that are on our phone that we can look at and, and show us timers and alarms and all of that. The gifts and callings of God that are in the earth today, thank God we have them to function with. They're very gifted at what they do. But then over there in the realm of the spirit, darling, I mean, where you function in your ministry for all these years, spiritual authority. We can use both of those. We know how we need to know how to function in the natural realm, and then we need to know how to function over the realm of spiritual authority. How have you learned 
to follow the Holy Ghost, you know, in all these 54, 55 years now we're coming up on and being led by the Spirit of God, knowing when it's the Holy Ghost, knowing when you need to go, regardless of what the dynamic was, no matter what the clock or the calendar or what was in the bank account said. Well, you know, talking about spiritual authority first, right. I've got I've got several series on spiritual authority. Yes. And you can go to our ministry, web-based, terrymiles.com. Please do. Uh, I've got videos on it. I've got an 11-set CD on it. I don't think the church has scratched the surface I agree. on spiritual authority. It's such a vast and important subject. But you can sure get a lot of information from those uh, <laughs> That's from those starting churches. place. But uh, hearing from the Holy Ghost, um, I always think it's practice, practice, practice. Yes. You know, the more you do something, the better you get at it. That's true. And, and you may start off with trial and error, trial and error. I've told people when they were younger, you know, and then they, when I was a youth leader, and they'd say, how do we hear from the Holy Ghost? I said, I said, just just pray in the morning that you tell the Lord you're going to follow his unctions. And, and then when you're driving today and you get to a stop sign and normally you'd go straight and maybe you have an unction, turn left. I said, just turn left. It's not going to cost you anything. Uh, turn left and see what happens. And I said, you know, uh, if, if that's if that did nothing happen and then and it wasn't God, then at least you you recognize that voice. Right. You say, okay, next time I hear that voice, I, I, that that won't I won't pay attention to that. Right. And a lot of times people hear the devil talk to them or just their own mind talk to them and they think, oh, that's God. Well, learn those voices and you're only going to learn them by practice. That's right. And, uh, and start on little things where it's not going to not going to be life and death. Right. You know, exactly. and then you, are you have an unction? Say, well, I'm going to eat at McDonald's, you know, and you pull in there and maybe right. God wants you to witness to somebody there. Exactly. Uh, or maybe you just got a hamburger. But, but you practice listening right. and following unctions. You may you may be driving along and say and I say hey I'm passing Macy's or Dillard's or Nordstrom or something I I think I'll I'll pull in you ladies I'm pulling to get my pastor's wife some makeup or, or get her a gift certificate we'll follow that unction right uh, she may be having a hard 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 day and maybe that'll change her whole situation uh, and, and and if and if it wasn't an unction from God then you'll recognize that later and uh, and yet you bless her anyway. So, so it's, it's a practice. Yeah. Uh, and then the word says, uh, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. The Lord said, my sheep know my voice. Well, you're his sheep. And you say, Lord, I, I, I'm your sheep. You said, I know your voice. Yes. You said, the voice of a stranger, I will not follow. Yes. So today I'm going to be listening to your voice in here. I'm not going to be listening here. Yeah. I'm going to be listening in here. Because God's a spirit. Jesus said to the lady at the well, he said, he said, God's a spirit. You're a spirit. Right. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. But she was talking about, well, our prophet says you got to go to this mountain to worship. And your, your religion says you got to go to here to worship. And Jesus said, no, no, no. God's a spirit. You're a spirit. So you must That's worship him communication. in spirit and in truth. So, yeah. so you, you have regular Wonderful. ears that you hear things from. But then you have spiritual ears. You're, you're, you're holy. You're the spirit man, the real you that lives inside your body. Uh, the, Paul calls it the inner man of the heart or the inward right. man of the heart. Uh, God talks about that still small voice. Uh, and, where, and of course, you always know some rules is that the Holy Spirit's never going to tell you something. The unction's never going to violate yes. the word of God. So he's not going to say, uh, "Go murder somebody," you know, <laughs> "Go rob a bank." No, right? That's, that's not. You know, Renee. Years ago, uh, when I was learning to be a pilot, 
Uh, I think you even asked me this when I took you and Dean flying. I know right. Jackie asked me this numbers of times, and other people that would fly with me for the first time or so, they'd just listen to the tower talking to me, uh-huh. and they'd just get all confused, you know. And they'd say, "Man, how do you understand all that? They're giving you so much information. How do you right. how do you understand what they're saying over that little speaker?" And and I told you, and I told Jackie, and I told others. I said, "Well, part of it, the secret to it, is knowing what they're going to say." You're yes. listening Important. for what you know they're going to say. That's because right. when I say, hello, this is Cessna XYZ or, or November Romeo Charlie, uh, and I'm talking to, say, Fort Worth Center, I say, hello, Fort Worth Center, this is this is Cessna X-Ray Charlie. Well, I know they're not going to come back and say, hey, guess who won the football game last night? <laughs> they're not going to say, dead gum, gas prices are really high. <laughs> they're not going to say, hey, do you hear what the president did? No, no, no. They're going to tell me the wind direction. Right. They're going to tell me uh, what runway to, 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 to come in on. They're going to tell me if there's any traffic, meaning other airplanes right. up that I need to look out for. They're going to tell me the barometric pressure. They're going to give me. Uh, they're going to give me aviation information. So right. I already know, even though I don't know the exact number. I don't know how fast the wind's blowing or what direction it's blowing from. But I know they're going to tell me. So I'm listening for wind direction. Uh, they're going to tell me uh, uh, if I'm number two, number three, number four to land. They're going to tell me where to enter the landing pattern at. Do I, do I just come, like if the runway's here, do I just come straight in? That's called a straight-in approach. Right. Do I just come straight in? Or are they going to bring me down this way, which is called downwind, you know, and then I'm going to turn this way, which is a, a leg. Then I'm going to turn this way, which is final. And so I'm going to listen. Am I going to enter in on downwind? Am I going to enter on final? Am I right. going to enter straight in? Right. You right. Know, I, so I already know what they're going to tell me. I just don't know the details of it. So when you're listening to the Holy Ghost, you're listening for things he's going to tell you about people, about you, right. about money, about health, you right. know, about or maybe it's a warning or there's bad guys around the corner. But you you, right. you know he's not just going to say to to you, hey, you know, what do you think about the football game? Renee and I wanted to share with you about the tragedies that's going on in Turkey. And I'm sure most of you know they've had not just one, not just two, not just three. They've had numbers of actual earthquakes. Now, right. every time there's an earthquake anywhere, it's followed by um, uh, aftershocks. Aftershocks, thank you. Uh, followed by aftershocks. But these weren't aftershocks, these were literally actual. separate quakes. Uh, uh, many towns have been totally destroyed. The Bible city of Antioch, which today they call it Antakya, uh, is totally destroyed. And so we've been helping uh, through JMICF, through Jackie right. Mize International Children's Foundation. We have been helping. Uh, we know missionaries there. They don't want us to use their names because it's a Muslim nation and because of the laws and so on and so forth. But we have people there on the ground. We have people that we vetted, people that have, that have been experienced there for years right. that we're helping. And uh, so if you would like to help us with that, then uh, there's a QR code that you can uh, that's on the screen. And you can just scan that, and you can help us however you want to do that. That's and remember, right. with JMICF, the Jackie Mizer National Children's Foundation, 100% of what it you give goes. actually goes where you give it. That's uh, right. We cover any expenses out of Terry Mize Ministries. In other words, the, the advertising or the travel or the or the, the mail sending it over or the bank charging. We cover all that out of our ministry. So 100% of what you give actually goes to where Lots of you need. gave. Now, there's a second 
project for Turkey that we started before the earthquakes came. Uh, back in August, I was, we were visiting our dear friend, my mentor, my spiritual father, Wayne Myers, who had just turned 100 years old. And he said, son, I want you to help me uh, send $75,000 to Turkey and build a church. I said, yes, sir, I'll help you. That's what you want. And so uh, we did that. We sent $75,000 over and then they started building the church. And then I, I saw him back in, in October and uh, I said, well, that's done. He said, well, not yet. He said, I want to build a church uh, in the seven cities that Jesus wrote to in the book of Revelation. Y'all can all go to the book of Revelation and see those cities. You know, the Laodicea and Smyrna and, and, you know, those cities. And he said, I want to build a church in each one of those cities. And he said, to do it, we must invest $75,000, according to the Turkish government, and uh, build a home, build a house, and uh, or buy one, whatever, and then we'll we'll have a church there. So I said, okay, we'll do it. We'll, we've already done one. We'll do we'll do the other six. But then the earthquakes hit. So we've got two projects going, Renee, yes, in Turkey. Right. We've got the we've got the let's build a church in the seven cities that Jesus wrote to. But then we kind of put that on the shelf for for a little bit because those horrible, devastating earthquakes hit, where people have died, thousands upon thousands of people have died and buried in mass graves. And so we're helping with that. We're helping with food. We're helping with with well, all kind of aids. So anyway, pray about that. Download the, the code that's there on the screen. And whatever God tells you to do for Turkey, well, we'll, we'll help you out. We'll get it there, That's 100% right. of it. And we 100%. pray for you daily. We love you. God bless you. And you are more, more than, than conquerors. One of these things, the things that you said here, and you use this word, people don't hear this word out in the natural realm in everyday talk, is that word unction. Uh-huh. And First John 2 says, you have an unction uh-huh. from, the Holy, from the, one, the Holy One, and He teaches you all things. Yes. And I've always said He teaches you how to be the best you yeah, yeah, for what yeah. you need to do. Oh, absolutely. And it's not always words. Like you said, mm-hmm. an, unction an unction is just a leading, a guiding. A leading. It's not always going to be a conversation in there like like go down here and, and turn left and do that. It'll be just you just sort of see yourself turning left or and, you see and, yourself and going rarely, into the store. Rarely will God ever give you an essay. Yes. He's not going to give That's, you five, six, seven paragraphs. Don't look for that. No, he'll give you one-liners, <laughs> turn left. Uh, and then if you do that correctly, he'll give you the next step. Yeah. If you don't do the first step correctly, he'll just forget it and say, well, forget it. So, uh, so you know, you have, to, you, you have to know what he's going to say. Listen for what you know he's going to say. And then another thing I've always told people is, bless you, is as I say, well, if you don't know what, they'll say, brother, I don't know what to do. And I say, okay, well, let's pray because you, you're God's sheep. He's your voice. He, you, you know his voice. You won't follow the voice of a stranger. Number two, the word says, acknowledge God in all your way, and he will direct your path. So let's pray right now that, Father, they're acknowledging you in their way, what they should do in this business situation, marital situation, family situation, money situation, health situation, and, and you will direct them. You will direct them in all their ways. Well, it's and, like and somebody just saying, somebody saying then, well, I didn't know exactly what to do. But I just felt like I ought to do so and so. That's an unction. Right. It's right, like the right, young right. man that felt when you and Jackie first went to Guadalajara and he was coming home, you had never met him. And he's a bachelor, never had bought groceries, didn't ever 
have any right. food in his form. Right. He just felt to go to the grocery store and buy this, buy that, buy that. And when he got to his house, there were you and Jackie moving into your apartment, didn't have any his food. Neighbors. And he going to be his new neighbors. And here he had bought all this food. That he I'm, never did before. He never did Didn't before. Didn't know why he was doing it. He'd just go down the grocery aisle and, and he'd say, I think I ought to buy this cereal. I think I ought to buy some flour. And he'd say, I don't know why I'm doing this. And then when he met us, pow, he knew what the unction was for. The unction was for. And if you'll follow that unction, because it's not always going to be a command, it can be a an in, uh, just a, you just feel moved to do this a little nudge in the spirit to do that say that and you'll just all of a sudden you'll just feel like go give that that single mom a hundred dollars yeah you just or brother Osteen like he talked about that divine, divine flow, flow, of, flow, of, flow of love, of love. Yep. you just feel like oh I love them they are so kind and then in your mind you think I'll just give them a hundred dollars well that's that's being led by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And then and then the last thing I tell people <clears throat> is go back to the last thing you know God told you to do. Yes, yes. And see if you did it or not. Because if you didn't do the last thing he told you to do, heaven's going to get real quiet. He's not going to tell you to do something else That's when you right. haven't done that. Obedience. And, you know, Moses brought the children of Israel out yes, of Egypt. Yes. 400 years in captivity. Brought them to the promised land. And God said, now go over the River Jordan. Cross over this River Jordan. And they didn't do it. Right. And so God said, OK, you're going to wander around in the wilderness for 40 years. And so after 40 years and they had died off and, right. and all kind of crazy things that happened in 40 years. And then God said to Joshua, 40 years later, he said, Moses is dead. Yes. Now arise and go over the Jordan. Oh. Same instruction Same he gave thing. them 40 years ago, but they didn't do it. They had so disobeyed. he's not going to tell them something different until they get done what it is. I've got a tape series that you would love would change your life forever called, uh, no, it's not a tape series, it's one single CD, and it's called uh, God's a Good Checker Player. Yes. And excellent. I talk about all this in that, about how God's a good checker player and he doesn't move out of turn. If you're believing for something, praying for something, fasting for something, confessing for something, doing all kinds of things to, to get something from God and nothing's happening, I mean, it isn't working, heaven is brass, then stop and say, Lord, is it my turn? Are you waiting on me to move? Right. If we're playing checkers, I know you don't move out of turn, so it must be my move. So let me move because right. God's not going to move if it's your turn. So go back and check and see if you've done the last thing God told you. So there are just some little yeah. steps that you can follow in, in hearing from the Holy Ghost. And remember, it's not ever going to contradict what the Bible says. That's He's right. not going to tell you to go That's do right. something weird. You know, I had a I, I had a person come to me one time and say and say brother Terry, i want you to pray for me for a business endeavor I said i'm i'm in i'm investing in a in a uh in, in, a, in a in a homosexual bar a lesbian bar uh in in my town and i want you to pray that god's going to bless that and i said why would i pray i said what what part of that do you think god's going to bless you think he's going to bless the lesbian part or you think he's going to bless the bar part he's not going to bless either one of them you just lost $100,000. You'll never see it again. And, of course, they never saw it again. Right. You know, and it failed. The, the, the business failed, and, and, and the investors ran off with the money. <laughs> and so, but it's like, oh, my, my. I, I, I'm not going to pray for something that I know isn't God. Yeah. Again, that is, you have to ask yourself, faith, foolishness, or presumption. Exactly. You know. You can't just say, well, God loves me, so he'll bless whatever. He'll bless the work of my hands. Well, I put my hand to Brother Terry, so I'm going to I'm gonna start murder for hire. No, that's not going to work. <laughs> I'm going to start Bank Robbers Anonymous. No, yeah, that's not going to no, work. No, that's not going to work. So, you know, you, you, know, you have to know that, that God's, the Holy Ghost is not going to tell you right. something contrary 
to the Word of God. Well, when you, even in ministry, let, let, let's let's talk about this for a few minutes. But then I, I want you to tell a couple of things here that are so important for people to hear. Even in ministry, you uh, many many times uh, there's there's a dynamic where um, you know everybody wants you. There's pressure on the man of God to say, God said, <laughs> God told me, mm-hmm. you know. And we found out from Brother Osteen many, many years ago that he had had a person in his church at the very early part of his ministry <clears throat> that came to him and wanted him to do something. And and they were very uh, disrespectful about it. And they said to him, well, did God tell you to do that? And he said, no. He said, but I've prayed about it, and this is what I've decided. So the personal prayer life mm-hmm. of every believer yeah. and the personal faith of every believer is what this Bible is all about, which is, the to me, the, the cornerstone of Christianity is that it's personally, individually autonomous oh, for you to learn your faith and the voice of the Holy Spirit yourself, the voice and, of God. And even if the thing you're doing is scriptural, right. it may not be the right time. It may not be the, the what God wants right Timing now. Timing again. You know, I, I know there are Bible schools, great Bible schools. I've taught at them uh, where they teach the students, look, anytime you get an invitation to go somewhere and preach, go. You don't have to pray about it. Don't have to think about it. If the door opens, you go preach. Well, see, I totally disagree with that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely disagree with it because I'm not looking for a place to preach to make money. Right. I'm not looking at I got to preach somewhere and get an offering. No, no, no. I, I'm want to hear from the Holy Ghost to be where I'm supposed to be right. when I'm supposed to be there. And so, there's many nations in the world. People always say to me, "Brother Terry, have you been to every nation in the world?" No, I haven't. I've been to a whole bunch of them, the majority right. of them. Right. But there's some that I've been invited to over and over and over. And That's I mean, true. I've got letters. Stacks of letters like this. Please come to our country. Please come. One one friend of mine in one country said, said, Brother Terry, if you come, we'll have a million people in the crowd. In the open-air crusade, we'll have a million people. And I said to him, well, I know that, but you could have a million without me, so what's what's the catch? <laughs> of course, the catch was he wanted me to pay for it. Yeah. You know? And he said, oh, Brother Terry, but can you imagine what the newsletter would look like if you had a million people and you took pictures and put, put that in your newsletter? People would be so impressed. I said, yeah, but is that my motive? No, am, right. I, am I doing the meeting just so I get pictures? Right, am I doing right. the meeting so I can put a newsletter out? Right. And, I, and I didn't go. And uh, so sometimes the Lord will say, uh, you know, go. And and yeah. sometimes he'll say, don't go. But well, I've been but, invited to so many places, Renee. Right. I've just said, no, thank you. I'd, I'd love to. I had a pastor in America years ago that tried to get me to come to his church over and over and over. And all my friends were going. I mean, I could name you a bunch of preachers. You know who they are. Good guys, great guys, wonderful preachers. And he'd bring them to his church. They'd preach. He'd give them a great offering, and he'd buy them a pair of cowboy boots. That was his stick. And so people, would, my friends would say, hey, I preached for so-and-so, and he gave me a great offering and bought me some cowboy boots. I said, yeah, I hear that. And he'd How invite carnal. me and invite me and invite Can me. Can you possibly and, and I wanted to go. I wanted to go preach and get a big check and get and get some cowboy boots. <laughs> but I just couldn't. Get, it was a check in my spirit. No, I couldn't right. get I couldn't get a release to go. And so he caught me at, at a meeting in California. Uh, I was out of Anaheim at a, at a big, big meeting. And he caught me at that meeting. He said, Terry, he said, I have written you letter after letter after letter and asked you to come to my church to preach. And you won't do it. And I said, no, sir, I, I know. I appreciate the invitation. But. Every, he said, well, why won't you come? I said, well, every time I pray about it, I get a check in my spirit. And he said, well, everybody else preaches for me. I said, I know, and I'm, I'm glad. I, I'd, I'd like to preach for you, too. I just can't. 
And he says, you know, I, you know, I'll give you a big offering and buy you some cowboy boots. That's what I do to everybody. I say, I know. I've seen the boots, and I, I've heard <laughs> the stories. And he said, well, I'll do the same. I said, I, I'm sorry. I just can't. And, uh, and come to find out, he was committing adultery and had been in a several-year adulterous affair with his secretary. He ended up getting sick and dying, you know. And finally, he repented, thank God, before he before he died. But why did those other ministers get to go? I don't know. Maybe God told them they could, but he told me I couldn't. Hallelujah. It would have been a violation. Yeah. God didn't want me around uh, uh, well, sin. God didn't yeah. want me around uh, uncleanness. See, God God wants the ministry to be clean. Be protected. And so yeah. you, you protect that anointing. You protect that the Holy Spirit. You protect the ministry. You protect the reputation. And uh, and so, just children. because you get an invitation Protect doesn't mean family. you should you you should go. One time, a, a very well known minister and a very dear friend of mine came to me and said, "Terry he said I'd like I'd like to sponsor a meeting in India," and he said from my church. He said, "Would you go to India and preach a crusade and I'll pay for it?" And I said, "Well, sure, man. What a deal, you know." And he said, "You know, I want you to represent my church and talk about my church and my organization and stuff like that." I said, "Okay, sure," and uh, and, and I answered him before I prayed about it. And so then when I got home and prayed about it, the Lord said, no, just that check in here. No. And I said, oh, what am I going to do now? The Bible says, keep your word. If you swear to your own hurt, I told the guy I'd go. The one night after about four or five nights had gone by, I was laying in bed. You know, it was about two or three o'clock in the morning. I wasn't asleep and I was being really still because Jackie was asleep next to me, you know, and, and it's quiet and it's dark and I'm just miserable, <laughs> miserable because I know I'm out of the will yeah. of God. And Jackie said, out of the dark, Jackie said, uh, you're not supposed to go to India, are you? I didn't know she's awake, you know. And I said, no, I'm not. And she said, well, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. She said, what do you mean you don't know? You know you're not supposed to go, right? so don't go. Right. right. And I said, okay. So I had to call the guy the next day and tell him I can't go. The Lord won't let him. He got so angry at me and so mad at me. And and I said, I'm sorry. It's not nothing personal. God just won't let me go. Right, right. I, I, I'd be out of the will of God. And so uh, he called another friend of mine and said, would you go? And that guy said, yeah, I'll do it. And so then the other guy called me and said, hey, he's really mad at you because you didn't go. And I said, oh, I know. And I'm sorry. I'd love to go. You know, I'd be happy to do. I mean, somebody pay for the crusade. Right. And, and I even asked the, the first gentleman, I said, I said, what's the what's the motive of you sending me to India? I said, is it to have miracles and have salvations and exalt the name of Jesus? He said, oh, no, anybody can have miracles. He said, I want you to promote my church. And I said, eh, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm not going. <laughs> and the other guy did go. He was also my friend. Right. And he did go. And when he got there, he got violently ill. And he was sick for months and months and months. You know, so I don't know whether God told him not to go or not. I never asked him. But God told me not to go. Well, you know, and you've got to follow those leadings of the you Holy You really Ghost. do. And, and as, again, Proverbs 19, to be over hasty is to sin and miss the mark. And then it says, and then man frets against the Lord. And say, well, Lord, why'd you let this happen to me? You know, when all the time it was us not being led by the Spirit of God, and uh, and we're not we're not setting down and taking the time to orderly think about something, to hear from the Holy Spirit, to lay out the pros and the cons, and you need people in your life that'll talk back to you like Jackie did to you, Absolutely. and even since we've been married, I mean, you've checked me on things, I've, sure. I've questioned you on things and said, sure. you know, different things about, like, you didn't feel like to go preach for somebody, and I said, you know, but you got a lot of favor there, mm -hmm. you know, you got a lot of favor there, and you went there, 
And I mean, the blessing of God was there. The people, the favor was there. Uh, they blessed us in, in a lot of ways, you know, in the natural realm. I mean, and it continues to be so. I mean, God. It's kind of like Jesus said to Paul on the road to Damascus. You know, yeah. Jesus knocked him down and said, hey, buddy, it's kind of hard for you to kick against the pricks. Right, right. So you better line up here. Line so up. we we need to learn to hear from the Holy Ghost. You do, and and it's an investment in your life. It's not just about men. We're not talking about the ministry here. We're talking about your life, absolutely, and it's your ability to function in the realm of the natural, as well as being a citizen of heaven and knowing how to function over here in spiritual authority and walk in that for you personally for your marriage, for your children, for your family, for your finances, for your future. Those are all the good we things go, that we have. We've been talking about Faith 101, the ABCs of Faith, and we're going to keep doing it. That's right. And uh, believe we can help you in some areas of faith. Don't let clocks, calendars, and decimal points beat you. And every time that we close this program, we always remind you that you are more, more than, than conquerors. conquerors. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody. Renee and I just want to remind you that the greatest miracle of all time and the only eternal miracle is salvation. So uh, let's just do that right now. Pray this prayer after me. Father God, I come before you today to accept Jesus. I believe in my heart Jesus is the Son of God. I call on you today according to your word. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Make me a new creature. Thank you, Lord, for saving me, and I'll serve you the rest of my days in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, the Bible says you're saved, you're born again. So write us, let us know, tell somebody that you prayed with Terry and Renee and that you gave your heart to Jesus. We love you. God bless you. 